0: How can you prepare yourself to uh, adapt to change? And so it can be little things. It It could be taking a different route to work and realizing that, you know what, that wasn't so bad. Hello,
1: I'm Elizabeth Ribbons, your host for Next, a podcast dedicated to telling relatable stories that inspire a fluid approach to life, purpose, and to navigate change. Born into an entrepreneurial creative family and married to an entrepreneur, my guest today does not shy away from change, because change is, in fact, an exercise in creativity. Jan McCarthy finds the beauty in the complexities and layers to reveal meaning, emotion, and community, and reflects it back through her work. Welcome, Jan.
0: Hi. I'm really excited to be here, Elizabeth. Thank you.
1: I'm excited to have you here. Um, we have a lot to talk about Um I think we're, we're kind of cut from the same cloth as far as we have business and creativity working for us both. Um, I love at the top of your website, inspiration and creativity solve most every problem. Boy, oh boy, I completely agree with you on that. So can you just give me a little history about you know, what was the impetus behind where you got to now and where you were and just kind of give, me, give, give us all a little bit of history so we know where you're coming from.
0: Well, we've got a lot of years to cover, so I'll try to make it very, very quick. Uh, I think I've always been creative. I don't know that I necessarily understood the value of that until after I after I passed 50. And then I just, even though I had done a variety of things, I have a business degree. I worked in... Uh, with my husband and and several of his businesses, but I also uh, tried on interior design for a while and and did that successfully. Um, But I think it was in my 50s when I made that decision to say yes to whatever life offered up and choose those opportunities. And I became involved in helping women launch their entrepreneurial careers. Uh, and I found that while I was working with the women and helping them, I had hosted masterminds and, and did workshops and found that while I was working with them, I would often bring in creative activities that would help them move past a stumbling block or, or help them to uh, really get in touch with what it is that they were they were trying to do, and about the same time, I started to dabble a little bit in art. I'd always wanted to do art, but never felt comfortable, had always let fear and comparison uh, stop me, and so I started making art uh, and, and, and found that I really loved it, and then it seemed to just start taking on a life of its own. And so I think it was those combination of the doing, making the art, doing the art, and having working with the entrepreneurial women that helped me to realize that these two were kind of a combination. Yes. But at some point I decided it, it came down to a decision, whereas business had, had been more at the forefront and I decided to switch those two mediums, if you will, and concentrate more on the artistic and creative endeavors.
1: And then you made that into a business, right?
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) So tell us a little bit about that, because you were putting together some events before, I think, and now you do something pretty incredible that women can enjoy and experience. And I think women, the middle years, as they call them, the perennials, we're all looking for experiences more than we're looking for a trinket. I mean, we like trinkets. Don't get me wrong. We all love trinkets, but what you're doing, I think is something that is really appealing to our age group. So can you tell me a little bit more about that?
0: Well, I truly do appreciate the fact that experiences are far more valuable and there comes a point where uh, you don't necessarily have to give up those, those material things that you enjoy and that have some meaning, but making those more, more uh, important, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're going to make a purchase then make, make, you know, make a purchase towards something that is going to really give you something. Right. And so I put together, I do a lot of retreats. Uh, The last two years, I've done a retreat in Morocco and I have another retreat coming up in September, 2021. And that will also be in Morocco and there'll be three, different retreats, and those will be, the first retreat will be on the art of creativity, the second one will be the art of business, and the third one will be on the art of self-discovery. But I've also put together uh, what I call the Creative Life. It's a membership. And I did this because so many people want to bring other things into their life and not just live that that standard lifestyle uh, that they've, they've been doing. I mean, maybe you've had a job that's been the same job, and I think we've all learned that those kind of jobs don't last forever. You, you get tired of them, they end. The world is changing so fast um, that maybe even the job you are doing becomes outdated or it just doesn't fulfill you the way it might have at one time. For someone who started a career, and and then the other thing is that you know maybe you've raised children and they're gone now, and we're looking at what can we do with our lives and what can we do to bring more creativity and more fulfillment, more joy and more excitement. Uh, we're we're still young, even if we pass a certain uh, line on the the age barometer. We are still young, and we have a lot of living to do, and so make all of this time that we have really enjoyable. So the creative life was designed to help people tap into their creative uh, abilities in a really simple and easy way. And recognizing that doing something creative will really help you problem solve better, help you find out what you want to do better, help relieve your stress uh, maybe even tap into talents that you didn't know that you had or uh, activities that you really enjoy and you didn't know that you would. So these activities are really very simple and they are really just help to design to help show you that creativity is within all of us. The second component that happens in the creative life is the art of business in which I interview Or talk about, I interview someone about business and a particular subject, or I talk about a particular subject as it might pertain to the theme of the month. So actually the theme this month, and you brought up change, but the theme this month is change. And so uh, talking about how in business you might pivot, you might change how we can accept change. Also, each month I introduce an artist Uh, to come in and not only talk a little bit to the artist about who they are and how they got started, but also look at what their creative and artistic practice is. So um, it might be someone who, who paints, it might be someone who does calligraphy. It might be someone who does interior design because that's artistry too. Uh, So just helping to introduce you to another art form that. Maybe you didn't really know anything about and see how someone else got started and what their, what their path is and what they actually do. So we usually do an activity uh, that helps you to explore that. And then the last part of uh, the creative life, the fourth part that comes into play once a month is the art of creative living. And that's just to demonstrate some things that uh, help you to live a more joyful, creative life. And that can be anything from making a cocktail, cooking a meal, going on a field trip. (laughs) Uh, uh, Anything that is just maybe even having an artist date with yourself. Anything that just feels like this is what living should all be about.
1: Oh, I love all of that. I absolutely love all of that. Um, I have so much I want to ask you. I want to first start with the the retreats in Morocco. What made you choose from Morocco, and then how long are the retreats? Are they three days, two days, five days, ten days? What are What is that all about? Can you give me a little bit more about that?
0: Yes. So I'm going to back up for just a little bit and say that the retreats that I've done in the past um, have really been all over uh, – so I've done many in the United States. I've done uh, one in Mexico City, where I actually just came in as the visiting uh, guest and artist to teach something uh, with another group. And then Morocco, just because I had been there, it's exotic, it's nice, it's um, it's fascinating, it's it's exciting, it's all of those things, and the way I feel about it, I go on as many retreats as I put on in a way. And that's because I feel like, you know, we all want to experience something and Morocco just is this place that I think that people don't necessarily think about going on their own. So I thought, you know, if I wanted to go to Morocco, then I would have to research everything. I would have to, figure out all of these different things on my own. I probably wouldn't want to go there by myself, although I travel by myself, but it'd be the kind of place that I wish I had a friend who knew what to do. Mm -hmm. And so putting together something in Morocco, I feel like for the same amount of money, basically, you could come, and I wanted to provide a place that people could come, they could experience something artistic and creative. Um, But they had a friend who could show them the ropes, who could take them to the cool places, not the tourist places, who could um, help them navigate all of that. And then not only do you get to experience Morocco, but you get to experience something artistic and creative aside from that. But you also get to make some incredible friends that you get very close and, and they become kind of lifelong friends. And so, I thought Morocco was a place that people wouldn't be likely, and I'm going to say women because that's really all I've had so far, and at this point it is just women. Um, but that would be a place that you wouldn't be likely to travel on your own, but this way you could get the best of everything, a, a, a fabulous location, art, artist, art and creativity, um, amazing food and drink, and then these experiences of – uh, that that Morocco has to offer, and and then making the wonderful friends that you do.
1: Yes, I agree that that I was just uh, talking about that how these um, groups that we connect with uh, are far more more um, help I think to women. They're showing that women do best when they connect in groups. And yeah. they get so much more from it and they give so much more. So what yeah. you're doing is really, really interesting. Um and in how you approach it as well. So I wanna kinda take this apart a little bit. Um and I have just
0: to add too, you asked how long they were. Uh-huh. Uh the the ones that I've done in Morocco or and the ones that I'm doing coming up, um, they're uh, I believe uh five five nights, six six days or six nights six days, something like that. And uh, there's even though there's three different ones, there'll be a little bit of overlap in each one, but a person could sign up for just one or they could sign up for all three. Okay, really. And get the, the, the full experience.
1: <laughs> I love how you set it up too. So it is true because Morocco may be a place that somebody hasn't gone and they can go and feel like they're hanging out with a friend or friends and, and really experience it in a, in a different way than just going alone or going, you know, with someone who hasn't gone before. So I think it's really mm-hmm. smart. And do you collaborate with other people or is it just you doing all these courses?
0: Uh, well, the, the Morocco trip, I have collaborated with others and I enjoy that part of the process. I could go over and do it by myself, but mm-hmm. it's really nice whenever you bring in someone else. So I think that's a, a great component that to collaborate with someone else to to do it uh, just because it's more fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds really, really great. Um, so you're no stranger to change. You've done a lot of different things. And how is it that you were able to really remain um, fluid and able to change up when you saw that there was a need for something else. Or, I mean, that's truly an entrepreneur when you're able to change up and, and stay agile and adapt. Um, what do you think in your history or life or what, what is your sort of mantra that keeps you uh, able to do that? Because a lot of people resist it to the point of where it's really a detriment to themselves. So they need to make a change and they're. They're having trouble doing it, and I'm sure. Well, this is your month of change, so I'm sure you're seeing that, and you might have something to share about that.
0: You know, I I think that it might be that you're you're sort of born with it. I don't know. When I was growing up, we moved a lot. We moved almost every year. I loved it. I thought it was a blast. I, uh, you know, certainly there wasn't any. <laughs> The idea of internet or, or or any of those things was never obviously a concept, um, but I loved the adventure of it. I loved uh, the spontaneity of it, kind of, and and the different experiences that I got to have with each place that we moved. My sister, on the other hand, didn't didn't enjoy it at all. She was she was very used to. She liked knowing exactly what was going to happen and and having a more subtle life. So I think part of it is that I crave adventure. I love spontaneity. I love doing different things all the time. On the other hand, even in my membership this month, I talked about things that can help us prepare for change because people are afraid of the unknown. And so how can you prepare yourself to uh adapt to change and so it can be little things it could be it could be taking a different route to work and realizing that you know what that wasn't so bad and look I found this new uh, little restaurant on the <clears throat> excuse me on the side of the street that I didn't know existed or uh, if you normally dress a certain way, trying a different look on just for the day. Uh, There's, you could do all these little things and they're, they're minute, they're, they're subtle, but if you do them enough to where you realize that being out of your comfort zone or what I call being comfortable with being uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. then you'll realize that it's not as scary as you think. Yeah, because
1: what you're saying is you get through it, whatever little exercise and you say, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm okay. That was actually fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So taking the small steps, I completely agree. And I've talked to so many who have gone through changes and, you know, some real challenges in life, and they found that creativity, like what you do, you know, creativity has given them that sort of ability to just be and to allow whatever to evolve to evolve. So whether it be – and they'll be in a creative – exercise a class or something, and then something might be even said where they're like, huh, and they think, and so it leads them to the next thing. It's almost like you have to just get creative, whether it's cooking or or running or whatever it is that makes your you your heart sing. Um, it sounds to it's, me like, like it's important to.
0: And, and you might not even know that this is what makes your heart sing until you yeah, try it. Until you try it.
1: I agree. I agree. I have a um, question for you because you are—you do seem to be um, pretty, and, and I am too. Um, I, I like change. I like things to change. I like seeing what's new. I like exploring. But I do understand that a lot of people are resistant to it. And now in this day and age with, you know, business and life and just the way things are, we're all going to have to get a little bit better at it. So I, I think it's something that is really smart to, to be talking about. Uh, how about this? You're an entrepreneur. And so you're married to an entrepreneur. Um, you know, that's a little uncertain, um, you know, with business and, and everything. How did you two deal with that?
0: Well, you know, I, I did grow up in an entrepreneurial family. And as one thing failed, I saw my dad quickly adapt and do something else. Yes. Uh, I before I went to college, I actually had an amazing job. And I traveled all over the United States. And I was based in Atlanta, Georgia. And what happened is that the company I worked for decided that they wanted to change operations and take everything back to their home office in Miami, Florida. And I was offered, I was one of the few people uh, out of 100 employees was myself and maybe four other people, that were offered a position down in Miami, and they flew us down, and they wined and dined and sten. Nothing against Miami, but it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted, and it was a really uh, big lesson in learning that when you work for someone else, you're not in control, and people might think that as an entrepreneur, you don't have that much control either because now you can't rely on someone to give you a paycheck or insurance or those kind of things. But I believe that you have more control, and you know you do whatever you have to do. You pivot it. You you rethink it. You turn it upside down. You, yes. <laughs> you get creative. I'm and, you
1: get creative absolutely, and yes.
0: that is how you survive as a entrepreneur. And working for someone else is absolutely, that taught me the lesson that there was no security. And even though I was one of the fortunate ones to be offered the position in Miami, I didn't want to move to Miami. So it made me, it it really pointed out something that, that working for someone else was not what I wanted to do.
1: And it sounds like you also have a good handle on, you know, even back then you knew what you wanted. And if you know what you want, like, you know, I've had some great, I've, I've worked for myself most all my life, but there's been some great opportunities where people would say, everyone wants that job or that opportunity, but it would have sucked up everything in me to do that job. I would, I step back and say, well, I'm really happy for that opportunity, but it's not how I want to live my life. And I know that I can create, that next thing for myself so that's I think entrepreneurial for sure and you were lucky to see your dad do that so you could see how he could switch it up and he could he got through and you all survived and did just fine I think that was pretty pretty incredible um so your business now is going well and you're teaching people about creativity so most of your clients or people that come to you are they creative or they don't really have creativity in their life
0: well I think everybody is creative
1: well, no, no. Yes, yes. Everyone, I agree with you, is creative, but are they are they people that aren't using their creativity in their life as much as they'd like to, and that's why they seek you out? Or you have all different types?
0: I think I have all different types. I have people who are creative, but want to tap back into that thing yeah. that they, they haven't been in touch with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that sometimes we feel like it has to be this monumental thing to practice that creativity. And that's where I wanted to smell that belief because in my creative life membership, some of my lessons are four minutes long and, and most are never more than 20. Um, And so, and it's something that you, like I drop a new segment every Friday and I just, that's because I want to get people, you know, they can do it five minutes on the weekend, um, or just to give them an idea and show them how simple it is. Um, so, but the people I think are, I, I think it's someone who's maybe receptive to creativity. Maybe they're not 100% sure how to channel it, or they want to get back in touch with that part of themselves that, that brought a little bit more excitement and fulfillment. Or just to you know it's curated, so it's not just spending endless hours uh, perusing Instagram looking at what appears to be creative living for everyone else but not really knowing how to achieve it. I I my goal is to help people learn how to achieve it
1: easily. Yes, and from your Instagram, you have a beautiful Instagram. You you, you clearly walk the talk as so as we say <laughs> you really do um, you know i i think about and and many people know of this book you know it's julia julia uh, cameron's Artist's way and how people you know she's she's speaking to artists and creatives in the book but i think that it could be something for all people um to to take a look at and and give yourself that time to be creative, to tap into that. Because I agree with you, we all are creative. And even if we're in business and we have to come up with solutions, creativity is a great way to tap into that and come up with something that no one has thought of. And then everyone goes, well, that can't be done, but it maybe can. And so um, I love that. Um, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert said that she does the artist's way every year. And it's how sh- it's what, it's what um, inspired her to write the book, Eat, Pray, Love. And I think it's something that we all have to keep practicing and doing because we're all naturally creative.
0: I agree. And I I would like to speak about that book for just a minute. I think it's a great book. Mm -hmm. But I think that uh, I've tried to – let me just put it this way. I've tried to do it several times. Uh, But I think you have to find your way – of what that creativity looks like. So whether it's writing, and there's something certainly to be said, and her method has worked for millions of people, literally. Right. Uh, But there's, so there's something to be said for doing, for anyone who doesn't know, it's writing morning pages, just stream of consciousness for, uh, I think, 30 minutes or three pages or something like that. Right. Uh, I find I just write my to-do list. And so for me, it didn't work, and I kept (laughs) thinking... How do I, how do I incorporate this practice of devoting a little bit of time, but it doesn't necessarily have to be writing if writing is not necessarily your thing. Right. Uh, so it could be getting up and playing the piano. It could mm-hmm. be getting up and making the most amazing baris- barista. I <laughs> woke <to laughs> up a coffee. Um and creating designs. For me what I found is that I create pages of art like for the background and then I write a sentence or a word or something like that. And that that spoke to me. That so it's it's an artist way, uh, but it's not it's breaking the rules, which I think all creatives do. I do too. I don't. I don't follow it verbatim. So it doesn't have to be exactly. That's mm-hmm. that's the beauty of creativity. It doesn't have to be exactly uh, what someone else is doing. You've got to find sort of what works for you. And and I'm going to go back to the creative life for just a minute. To be honest, you know, because that's what it's about. It's exploring these different things and see what speaks to you. Not everything will. No. I right. I recently tried. Um, lino cutting, and I always thought that it would be amazing, and some people really love it. Now, if you could just explain
1: to the audience what's lino cutting.
0: It's it's taking an image and cutting out around it so that then you can stamp that image onto uh, another surface. Uh, So the Interesting thing was, I've always seen it. I've always admired it. I've seen minor cuts, and I, I thought they were really cool. And then I tried it myself, and I thought, ooh, this is way harder than I, <laughs> I want to do. And it, it's, it it gave me a great appreciation for artists to do that. Right. I'm so glad I tried it. I would have never known. Uh, and we don't have to be great at everything.
1: I agree. And, and going back to the book again, I I agree too that her way is, is, is not exactly, I don't follow it verbatim. I think it's a great, um, introduction to considering for people consider just, uh, grooming and, and inviting in that creative side of you. Cause, um, I think our age, a lot of people that, okay, there's creatives of it there. And then there's scholars and then there's, you know, they, they put everyone in boxes and, and really, um, I think now they're learning that it's best to teach children to think creatively, to come, oh, up, to come up with solutions. It's that whole design thinking of coming up with solutions and not having a linear um, problem solved. You know, it's sort of this whole evolution. And so you may not be a writer, but you might, like you said, do something where it really speaks to your soul and you're really happy and you know, Hey, I did that, you know, or I'm doing that. Or, um, so I, I very much uh, love bringing creativity and a what if kind of, well, what if we just tried it this way? Uh, and not let's, let's just not because things have been proven before, but uh, I think if nothing else this year has shown us that all of that's being thrown away and new things are coming in. And, and so, you know, it's a time for us all to be thinking creatively And change is one of those things. And being able to pivot and adapt, uh, it it starts from being creative. So I really love what you're doing. Um, And I wanted to just say, what's the common thread that your your work responds to the most? Like everything you've done, what's the common thread? I think for you, it's been, well, you tell me. Like all these different things that you've done, what would you say is the common? Because you're teaching now. But are you a teacher? Like, what is it that you think about yourself that that's been the common threat? Uh,
0: I'm going to adventure, curiosity, discovery. Uh, Having fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Well, I love everything you're doing and I really appreciate your time with me today and um, definitely want to keep watching about the, the retreats and what you're up to and um, and continue doing what you do. So thank you so much for everything today and your time, Jen.
0: Thank you. And if I could just say if, if anyone wants to be notified of the retreats uh, when the dates are truly finalized and what that's all about, they can, go to my website and just sign up. It's com, and just sign up for my newsletter. And I will be sending out, uh,
1: you know, the save the dates and, and then more information as time goes on. So. That's great. And, um, thank you for, for adding that. And I will have that as well in the, in the notes, if someone can't write it down right now and you really should see Jan's, uh, website cause it's beautiful. It's really, really, really nice. And follow Follow her on Instagram because I like her Instagram as well. So,
0: Thanks. It's been fun talking to you.
1: Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you again for listening. You can find links to any mentioned resources, mine and my guest social media, and more, all in the show notes at ElizabethRibbons.com. That's ribbons with one B. Enjoying the show? Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend or coworker. Reviews and word of mouth is still the number one way to learn about new podcasts, so I appreciate it. Until next time.